What's up, guys? This is Box Office Brunch. We're your hosts. I'm Rita. And I'm David. And today we're talking about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> Christmas Vacation. Yeah, this is a it's new one. It's one of my favorite movies. David's never seen it. Well, I have, had I have now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I already said I have a feeling that David won't probably, knowing David, he probably doesn't like this movie. He probably didn't like it. And that's fine because we'll talk about it. But I think... Christmas films are certainly special in terms of nostalgia, not necessarily in how yeah, great we, they are. We were having a little bit of a discussion before we started recording about how big an impact nostalgia has on like our thoughts about movies and stuff like that. I don't know. It's definitely something to think about. This was not one of the movies that I was raised on. It was not in our Christmas repertoire. Yeah, you guys had some interesting movies in your repertoire. What can I say? We're just so hipsters. weird. We're so you guys weird are and the quirky. hipsters of Christmas movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for brunch, we got Panda Express. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. And we're drinking just straight champagne today. No yep. mixer. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do on Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. It's Christmas. This is coming out on Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas if you celebrate. If not, I think happy Christmas whatever and, you celebrate. I think Christmas and celebrate. Hanukkah are like the same time. So happy Hanukkah. I want to say. I think they fall right in line with each other this year. Oh. Cool. Hanukkah's eight days, though. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Get your menorah. Get your Christmas tree. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Man, I, hear, I know him. Son of a nutcracker. Welcome, Christmas. Bring your cheer. You got the facts, bro? I do, I do, I do, I do. Okay, go for it. So the synopsis for this, the Griswold family's plans for a big family Christmas predictably turn into a big disaster. This movie was released December 1st, 1989. I was surprised to find out it was written by John Hughes. Yeah. Yeah, I and I kind of went down a little bit of a rabbit hole. I had, there were so many movies that, he's written so many movies. Do you want to explain to our audience who John Hughes is? So John Hughes is a writer. Is he a director too? I think he's I think a director. I think he's a director. But he's mostly known for like the Breakfast Club and 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink. Like that sort of genre I feel like is very typical John Hughes. And like when people refer to a John Hughes movie or a John Hughes moment, that's the kind of stuff that they're typically referring to. But he wrote like this, Home Alone, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Uh, what else? He's he's written so many movies, though. It's kind of crazy. I had no idea. Yeah. Because I, I pretty much associated him with that, the Brat Pack movies. Yeah. Not like the slapstick humor. Yeah. 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 So it was directed by Jeremiah S. Chechik, I think is how you say that. And it stars Chevy Chase, obviously. He was like iconic at this period of time. Uh, Chevy Chase was Clark Sparky Griswold, the patriarch of the Griswold family. Beverly D'Angelo is Ellen Griswold, Clark's wife. Juliette Lewis plays Audrey 
Griswold, Clark and Ellen's daughter, John Galecki, which I did not recognize him at all. Yeah. In this movie. He uh, doesn't look a any- young Johnny Galecki. I know. He doesn't look anything like he does now, I feel like. I think he's so cute. He's very cute in this movie, but Oh, and he's cute as Leonard in the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. So. But he I feel like I he date just, him. I feel like he just looks so different. Yeah. I also I like him better with glasses. I think because I had only known him from the Big Bang Theory, when I saw him without glasses, I was like, Why do you look like a jerk? <laughs> <laughs> he's not though. He's so nice. You know him? <laughs> in the movie he's nice yeah so john johnny galecki plays russ griswold clark and ellen's son john randolph plays clark griswold senior clark's father diane ladd plays nora griswold clark's mother eg marshall plays art smith ellen's father doris roberts plays francis smith ellen's mother miriam flynn as katherine johnson ellen's cousin randy quaid which I recognized him, and for some reason, I thought it was Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I was like, what? No, but uh, I was like, why does he look so familiar? He's the one from Independence Day. Yeah. He does the up yours. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm back. So Randy Quay plays Eddie Johnson, Catherine's husband, who brings his family to Chicago unannounced and uninvited. Cody Berger plays Rocky, Eddie and Catherine's son. Ellen Hamilton Latson plays Ruby Sue, Eddie and Catherine's daughter. William Hickey plays Louis Griswold, Clark's grouchy uncle and husband of Bethany. May Questel plays Bethany Griswold, Clark's 80-year-old senile aunt and wife, Louis. Sam McMurray plays Bill, Clark's co-worker and best friend at work. Nicholas Guest plays Todd Chester, Margot's husband who despises Clark. Julia Louise Dreyfus plays Margot Chester, the Griswold's yuppie neighbor who despises Clark and takes the brunt of the Griswold's antics. And then lastly, Brian Doyle Murray plays Frank Shirley, Clark's boss who doesn't remember Clark's first name and calls him different names until the final scene <laughs> of the film. That's a big cast. It's a big cast. So this movie is, it's good. I can see why it's a Christmas classic. I did not dislike it. Okay. Well, I, well, actually, I actually enjoyed it. Now, will I watch it again? Maybe. I, but like we talked about and like we've talked about in the past, Christmas is just not my favorite season, holiday, time of year. I love winter, <laughs> but Christmas just is not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. So t I would rather most of the time watch a non-Christmas movie if I have the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a good one, though. What? What did it make in money? When did it come out? I said when yeah. it came out, December 1st, 1989. Yeah. How much money did as this film make? As far as the box office goes, the movie debuted at number two at the box office, grossing $11.75 million during the opening weekend behind Back to the Future Part 2. Obviously, it's going <laughs> to lose to that. It eventually topped the box office charts in its third week of release and remained at number one the following weekend. It grossed a total of $71.3 million in the United States while showing in movie theaters. It was the highest grossing film in the series until the release of Vacation in 2015. Budget of $25 million. That's a lot for the 80s. That's a lot, actually. Yeah. But I guess it did have like a lot of effects and stuff. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> oh, wait. I can't wait to talk about this movie. <laughs> Should we watch the trailer? Sure. Okay. Let's watch this trailer. To be jolly, fa la 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 la. After vacationing across America and throughout Europe, take it, Russ. This holiday season, -la 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 the Griswolds are going to play it safe. Clark, we're stuck under a truck. Oops. 
They're staying at home. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater, Clark. All Clark wants is a quiet, old-fashioned Christmas. Sorry. Got a little knot here. You can work on that. What he's going to get is the gift that keeps on living. Merry Christmas. His family. We didn't come to impose. <laughs> oh, hell, there's plenty of room. Do you sleep with your brother? Do you know how sick and twisted that is, Mom? Well, I'm sleeping with your father. Have you got a kiss for me? <laughs> eh, you better take a rain check on that, Art. He's got a lip fungus they ain't identified yet. But no holiday could ever be more deeply touching. We were gonna call, but... Eddie wanted to make it a surprise. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> ah, we're really gonna fly down the hill with this stuff. So genuinely moving. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead. More truly uplifting. Can I show you something? I was just blouse browsing. Or more down to earth. If Santa is smart, he'll stay well clear of this joint. It's a death trap. Then Christmas with the Griswolds. Everybody come out quick, look at the lights! They want you to say grace. I pledge allegiance to the flag. The United States of America. This year, let Chevy Chase light up your holidays. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That thing had nine lives. She just spent them all. <laughs> you woo, crack up. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I laughed like ten times. <laughs> During I, the preview? Yes. <laughs> I honestly just love this movie. <laughs> It's just one of those films where yeah, it is slapstick comedy, oh, which yeah. Chevy Chase is really well known for. Right. Yeah. It's and it was funny. There were but I liked a lot of the more subtle things like I actually laughed when they had his aunt say grace and she starts saying the pledge, <laughs> the pledge of allegiance and then the callback at the end when they see the shooting star and she starts saying <laughs> yeah it's just i just love that whole miscommunication because she they're like grace grace and she's like great he's like they want you to say grace and she's like grace she passed away 30 years ago or whatever yeah. and then he's like the blessing <laughs> just like yells it at her yeah and the way he points at his mouth <laughs> Yeah, and it didn't really get that part, but yeah, I just I thought the like those little things were were more subtle. Yeah, and I actually I the scene with his dad when like everything's going wrong and he was asking his dad like, oh, well, how did you get through it? And he's like, well, I had a lot of help from Jack Daniels. Yeah, and then they smile and hug. I thought that part was kind of was pretty cute. Yeah, I also like the part where he gets stuck up in the attic. Oh yeah, and he's like dressing up <laughs> and he has like his head wrapped and he yeah. has like the gloves on and he's watching like old Christmas films or whatever. I like when he like breaks through the floor and he starts <laughs> like warming his hands. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of funny parts. Slapstick's really not my thing. Like I don't think that stuff's funny most of the time. Sometimes, sure. So I liked those parts. The like yeah. more subtle things made me laugh. I like how he terrorizes his neighbors unknowingly. 
like just his existence yeah. makes their life hard. <laughs> I, I like how oblivious he is to it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's like he's not purposefully trying to be a dick to them, except in that one scene where With he's like, chainsaw. where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? And he's like, bend over and I'll show you. And then he's like, you got a lot of nerve talking to me like that, Griswold. And he's like, I wasn't talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> but like the part where the icicle goes through like their window. Yeah. And that's like another quotable scene that Zach and I always quote because if I'm like giving him attitude, he's like, I don't know, Marco. <laughs> she just, why would he know why the floor's wet? Why is the floor wet, Todd? <laughs> I don't know, Margo. Just the way they say it is like, funny. Their relationships are to fall apart because their neighbor is like unknowingly yeah. fucking harassing them. I like when the scene where the squirrel like jumps out <laughs> at her though and he's just he just closes the door and goes it's gone <laughs> <laughs> well i love how aunt bethany hears the squeaking yeah and like she can hear that but she can't hear them like like anything else yeah. and uh uncle lewis says you wouldn't hear uh what does he say like you couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant <laughs> yeah you gotta hear a jump jump driving through a nitroglycerin plant. And then she just goes right back to knitting and he falls back to <laughs> sleep like as the squirrel is terrorizing everybody. I also, one of the scenes that made me chuckle a bit was the very beginning when the daughter's freezing and he's like, isn't it beautiful? And he, he's like, she'll look at it later, dear. Her eyes are frozen. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, did you bring a saw? And then the next scene is like him with all the roots on the yeah. tree driving home. That whole that road funny. rage incident is very relatable, though. Yeah. I mean, no. No? I don't drive like that. Well, no, you not relatable in that sense, but like getting pissed off at somebody like that. Yeah. <laughs> I liked how he was like, oh, look, a deer. <laughs> so he could like flip them off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of funny things. I actually I actually did enjoy this as much as I can enjoy a Christmas movie. Yeah, and I like how Eddie is so unaware that Clark hates him. Yeah, he's <laughs> just so oblivious, even though he's like, can I take you out in the middle of, the no middle of nowhere, leave you for dead? <laughs> yeah, he's like, can I get you anything? Some eggnog, like something to eat? Can I drive you out to the middle of nowhere and leave you for dead? And he's like, no, I'm doing good, Clark. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just... Shitter's full. There's... there's uh, I don't know. There's some of these movies that are kind of hard to enjoy when literally everybody sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think we talked about this in the, was it in the Four Christmases episode? Yes. Maybe. We talked about how these films are all about the family aspect. Like being mm -hmm. around family is kind of difficult. Yeah. You have the added thing of Clark banking on this bonus where he's going to put in a uh, tree, a yeah. pool yeah. for his family and he doesn't. He gets what, like a Jelly of the Month yeah. club or something? Yeah, subscription to Jelly of the Month club. And then Eddie just goes and, you know, casually kidnaps his boss. Yeah. <laughs> on Christmas of all days. Yeah. Oh, that turkey. Damn, that turkey. Yeah. That was rough. It looked so gross. Yeah, it did. When he's like chewing on it and he, it sounds like plastic. Yeah. I should show my sister that part and be like, see, yours wasn't <laughs> that bad. <laughs> you know, turkey. break open turkey gate again turkey 20 was it 2018 i think it was 2018 or 2019 one or the other i don't know so did you have any other favorite parts other than the whole movie <laughs> well <laughs> i mean anything? i love the part where they're sledding yeah and he like <laughs> just the way he takes off <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, that I had, one, to, like, I had to rewind it because I thought because I like missed it how he like gets on and immediately just gone. Because you think of the '80s and they probably did do stupid shit like that. Yeah. That's really dangerous. Oh man, that's like one of the best parts where I just like belly laugh about it because it's just so fucking funny in his face. Yeah, it honestly, I was expecting. So I had a lot of like misconceptions about this movie, having never seen it. From the title, I assumed that there was going to be like a trip involved and they were going to go somewhere. Mm, and one yeah. of my fun, one of the fun facts was that this is actually one of the only vacation movies where they don't go anywhere. Yeah. Except for obviously to get the tree in the beginning. Yeah. His wife can really put up with him. I mean, he's kind of annoying. Yeah. Like really annoying. But also, I think from the poster for the movie i assumed that there was going to be almost like a home alone type scene where he finally plugged something in and got electrocuted yeah or like in the first in the credits the opening credits when he's fucking with santa Mm -hmm. and like santa almost dies yeah a million times you think it's gonna be something like that but it's not no it's literally just a guy who's on vacation from work enjoying some time Not even really he's like going to work no because work a few times in the beginning he does but then i think like he has like christmas vacation or whatever yeah and he's just trying to like do his normal thing like set up for the holidays and get his tree with his family and he wants the holidays to go out off perfectly and they're just right and wants it to be big and perfect which i think everybody does that right everybody wants their holidays to be perfect i want mine to be filled with naps <laughs> and pajamas yeah i don't want mine to be big at all <laughs> hear that amanda I will have already been home at this point, but yeah, <laughs> I don't want to no, do anything. No, but this comes out on Christmas, so you can play it for her in the morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, also, I forgot to answer Amanda's question from the email. Oh, right. So we were talking in what episode was that? It was where? it was the Better Watch Out episode. You were talking about people playing crazy folks. And so Amanda asked me, "I'm curious about your thoughts on Joaquin Phoenix and his roles." Yeah, I think he's fucking crazy if i saw him in any of those i'd he just the last time i thought joaquin phoenix was attractive was the villagers or the village yeah the villagers the village yeah because he didn't play like a crazy person in that he just played a victim of one but no like him and joker the fact that all the, he purposefully lost all that weight and then he got up and he ranted when he won his like award yeah about drinking a cow like stealing the milk from a calf and drinking that for ourselves and yeah amanda no i he's i wouldn't date him it's a no from me dog i mean yeah he is definitely weird and he kind of reminds me of shia labeouf a little bit in terms (laughs) of them being like kind of like very talented obviously but unhinged a little bit yeah so that's the answer to that question i i don't necessarily agree with rita as I made it clear in the Better Watch Out episodes, that just and what he means is that he's wrong. Person doesn't mean you're a crazy person, and it just means David is wrong. Well, what else is new? Lots of things. Okay, well, those are like all my favorite scenes, like the whole movie. The whole movie, <laughs> and surprisingly to you, I did not hate it. Well, uh, that's a surprise to me. I really thought we were going to come in. And you're going to be like, it was dumb. Yeah, you like came in ready to fight. You were like, we're going to have words. No, not about the mo- this movie. I think just about like we were having a discussion about other things like how 
I love the Santa Claus and David thinks it's weird. It's weird if you do, if you think about it at all. He just likes to shit on all these movies sometimes and we just have to have words. Well, somebody's got to keep me in line, I guess. <laughs> You're going to say somebody me. had to keep me in line. No. <laughs> so that's when David came to the realization that maybe he's just not a Christmas movie guy. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, there are a ton of fun facts for this movie. I have a few from one of our listeners, Alicia. And a lot of these fun facts on IMDb even state in the fun fact that they are irrelevant. Yeah. Like they're all random and weird. And it was like they were trying to get I I saved some because I was like, what? Yeah, we're going like to. Most fun, of this episode is going to be fun facts. One of the fun facts was like. Did you know that the girl he fantasizes about at the pool is the same girl from the shopping counter? It's like, obviously. What? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> like, obviously. What the hell? Why is that in the fun That's fact? That's probably section? like my least favorite part of the movie oh, when he's yeah. like imagining her outside at the pool and then his like niece comes up. Oh, and that was starts... my favorite part. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Um, so Alicia said, Ellen apologizes to Mrs. Shirley and says it's their family's first kidnapping, but actually in the first Lampoon vacation movie, they kidnapped the security guard at Wally World. Hmm. Eddie's son, Rocky, doesn't speak that, through You know, the- that was a callback to one of the other movies where she was like, it's our first gun. Yeah. 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 Eddie's son, Rocky, doesn't speak throughout the entire movie. She also said Aunt Until Bethany. the end. Yeah. yeah I think he that's ta- a- He talks at the very end. Yeah. These aren't my fun facts. I know. <laughs> I'm just you're just like Rita, get it right. Well, am I not allowed to chime in and have some discourse with uh, my co-host? With me? I'm just reading the facts. I know, but am I supposed to just sit over here, shut up and let you You're supposed to you nod go? your head and just accept the fun facts as fact. Okay. I'm I will, just kidding. I will do that. No, I'm just kidding. Continue. Aunt Bethany is the voice for Betty Boop. I'm waiting. <laughs> I have nothing to say. Okay. And then Alicia said her favorite scene is the sledding scene. And my nephew, Christian, his favorite part is when they are like, they want you to say grace. And he's like, the blessing. So then That's, she also said, watch fitting. carefully as they're eating the turkey. Ellen flings it to the side and then pretends to eat it. Well, Did you I notice a, that? No, but I, there was a fun fact about the scene, the, the scene where they're eating too. Because for the sound, when Chevy Chase eats the turkey and then drinks the water, he actually just drinks the water and swallows it. But the sound that they added is him like swishing his mouth. So. Yeah. It doesn't match up. It doesn't match up. It's that time. Do, 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 do. I'm singing the theme song. Are you going to leave that in? Yeah. Okay. Why? Because <laughs> that seems like something you would ask me to take out. No, I don't take out my embarrassing stuff anyway. But fun fact is the house that was used in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is the same exact house used in WandaVision where Wanda and Vision live. Oh, that's mm-hmm. really cool. Because they were both filmed on uh, Warner Brothers' back lot. Mm. So Warner Brothers keeps that shit around. Alicia also sent me that one. It was a Tic Tac. So I put this in here because... So a lot of the ones that I... Fun facts that I saved are because they are just so random. And like, I don't know. I guess this is... It's like a really beloved movie. And I think... You just have to have like an IMDb account to be able to add stuff to these things. I just think it's so weird that people have taken the time to add some of these things that are just so random. So this one says, 
Clark says it'll be the merriest Christmas, quote, since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny Kaye. And that's obviously a reference to White Christmas. But then it goes on and it was like that film also stars Rosemary Clooney while the film features Diane Ladd. Ladd is the mother of actress Laura Dern and Clooney was the mother of actor Miguel Ferrer. Dern and Ferrer appear together in Twin Peaks. It's like, oh, you went down a big rabbit hole there. Yeah, well, they just like kept writing. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. And another one is like, irrelevantly, several actors and actresses from this movie have also appeared in movies with Jack Nicholson. And then it goes on to list a bunch of movies that these people are in with Jack Nicholson. Like, how does that have anything to do with this movie? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so random. Yeah, I think a movie like this is always just going to have. I don't know. It's like what what's considered a fun fact and what's not. Yeah. In addition to Randy Quaid and Natalia Nogulich, I'm assuming, I don't know, have the same birthday, there are several other irrelevant birthday coincidences among the cast. It's like, well, yeah. Great. <laughs> like that you cool t- story, bro. You telling me everybody on this cast was born? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I found this one really funny well not funny but interesting is that clark wears pajamas that are covered in little dinosaurs and the following year in home alone that was also written by john hughes if you didn't know there's another reference to dinosaur pajamas when kevin says that he had a friend who got nailed because there was a rumor he wore dinosaur pajamas john hughes is just like i'm gonna recycle my material into all my yeah i mean i think he definitely does that he makes callbacks to his other movies and stuff but we've seen a lot of people do that yeah you got another fun fact on Nick? No, I had the dinosaur pajama one. That oh, was, I have a million have. fun oh, facts. Go oh. for it. All right. <laughs> At no point in the film is Rusty ever seen interacting with either one of his grandfathers, which I thought he doesn't really interact much. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of that was kind of me at family functions. I used to sit in the corner. There are so many pictures of me sitting in the corner reading and not <laughs> talking to my cousins. <laughs> That's embarrassing. When the family arrives, the doorbell rings four times. Each ring is deeper and more foreboding, implying impending doom. No, no, no. I'm just now learning that my iPad doesn't have a calculator app. What? Yeah. There's no calculator. Do you need a calculator? Yeah, for my score. Oh. Well, the three bells on Clark's Santa hat suggest a medieval jester. These jesters had often been thought to be somewhat unhinged, if not acceptable levels of mentally challenged. Which Clark kind of is. I don't even know how he got a woman like Ellen to marry him. Got a big dick, I guess. Ew! <laughs> Why would you say that? I don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't like that. Ew. I'll be clear, I'm not. I like Chevy Chase in this movie, but I I'm not a Chevy Chase know, fan. I did not know how you were going to follow that up. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I really like big dicks. <laughs> Stop. Ew disgusting i can't believe you said that (laughs) this is a children's podcast oh god it is actually a little bit i mean we cuss and stuff maybe you should cut some of that out i'm not cutting that out you said dick (laughs) okay well you're gonna be the reason that hannah's daughter hears it (laughs) i'll warn hannah i'll say uh emily might listen to this and david says something about a big dick (laughs) (laughs) what's what's next what's tell me more Okay, this is one of the three films that were released in the same year. 
to feature an animated title sequence. So, you know, with Santa Claus, like, mm-hmm. so the other ones were Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Troop Beverly Hills. Well, they all feature the animated opening. <laughs> I have a lot more. I'm trying to not repeat what you said. Oh, this was Chevy Chase's last hit film to not flop at the box office until the release of Man of the House six years later. So he had a six-year stint where nothing was working. Sucks, man. Isn't that crazy? I don't know. I feel like I watched this movie, and then I didn't really watch any other Chevy Chase films, and then yeah. I watched him in Community. Oh, I forgot he was in Community. Yeah. I I watched that show so much, and then I blocked it out of my memory. I think it's also interesting. Like This fun fact is really interesting. The messenger who delivers Clark's Christmas bonus is wearing a jacket that reads Speedball Messenger Service. Speedball is a street term for a drug cocktail of heroin and cocaine, the same mixture that killed John Belushi. Oh, interesting. But like, why would why would he wear that? I don't know. Like some things don't make sense in this movie. Yeah. Like why did they choose to go with that? Or, or like, you know, did you notice that this isn't really a fun fact, but did you notice when Clark goes to get more eggnog, he had that like moose glass and then he just has a regular glass when he goes and dips it again? No, I didn't notice that. I noticed that those moose glasses looked like so inconvenient to drink out of, though. Yeah, I think they sell them somewhere. Probably. Yeah. And then the final line of the movie is another classic joke. I did it after an entire movie of nothing going right. It's hard to imagine this was the Christmas that Clark originally envisioned, which I think that's just the way it goes these days. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get that part. What do you mean? Like when he's like, I did it. Like he like, finally like had a something go his way. What? His bonus. Oh. I was like, nothing went his way. No, his boss like conceded and gave him a bonus. A big bonus, twenty percent. I think it's crazy he had his bonus money spent before like it came. Yeah. I don't know. So in the scene where Clark is trapped in the attic and the family is leaving to go shopping. Rusty is seen getting into the wayway of the family station wagon. I don't know what that means. I read that fact too, and I didn't. Like uh, the way, way back or whatever. Oh. But that's also, they say that they have another car that you don't see, but in the original Christmas, va- or in the original vacation movie, you see their other car. Mm. It's like weird because if you don't watch the uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, like they make a lot of references to that in this film. Yeah. Uh, so but if you've I, never seen that. But it's not. They're not like so big that you like can't know you can what's watch it and pick up on stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not distracting. Yeah, how many callbacks there are? Like, it's not like a traditional sequel in the sense of like if you haven't watched the first one, you'll have absolutely no idea what's happening. Yeah, it's a it's its own standalone movie. Yeah. So I don't know if you noticed, but Beverly D'Angelo grabs Chevy Chase's crotch when the SWAT team holds up the house, mm-hmm. and she improvised that. She later said she did it on only one take on the off chance it could make the film's final cut, which is what happened. So random. Yeah. (laughs) And his reaction is pretty genuine, too. I did like when they're frozen or whatever. And they're like, and this is my this is my wife or whatever. And she's like, holds her hand out while she's still frozen. She's like, welcome to our home. Yeah. (laughs) The scene where the cat bit the Christmas lights cord and got electrocuted was nearly cut from the movie prior to the first test screening the studio executives wanted the scene taken out fearing that it might offend some viewers but producer maddie simmons begged them to leave the scene in and they eventually gave in to his request after the first test screening the test audience scored the cat electrocution scene as their number one favorite scene throughout the entire movie oh interesting (laughs) 
I thought it was funny. I didn't think it was like the number one funniest <laughs> scene in the movie. I just think it's funny that she wrapped her cat up yeah. <laughs> as a gift. Yeah. Like, that's funnier to me than the cat. Also her jello mold. Yeah. <laughs> like the freaking present is meowing. Yeah. That poor cat. Clark uses 30 words to describe Mr. Shirley. And actually, he. it's rumored that Chevy Chase improvised it, but the actors were wearing like cards around their necks think, that yeah. had adjectives on it. Was it the actors or was it the... I think everybody camera crew and stuff. Yeah, I think everybody was wearing stuff. And so he used some of those words, but he uses a total of 30. The song. So when the police storm into the Griswold's house, the song Here Comes Santa Claus, sung by the late Gene Autry, is used for background music. And Randy Quaid, who plays cousin Eddie, is the third cousin of him. So cool. It's a family affair. All right. Am I going to get, get through these fun facts? Are you? <laughs> Unlike the other vacation films, this is only one where they don't travel. Mm-hmm. So, which we talked about. <laughs> I like how that fun fact, the woman he fantasizes about is the same woman. Honestly, I just don't like these women at fucking counters in department stores because in love, actually. I know. But also, that was one of the fun. Wait, no, it wasn't a woman at the counter. It was Mr. Bean. Was oh, yeah. Mr. Bean at the yeah. counter in love, actually. It, there was another woman. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. See, I got that all mixed up. Yeah. The other woman. But uh, Zach that, actually. That scene in Love Actually, I think, is so funny with Mr. Bean. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, just in a jiffy or whatever. Like he keeps yeah. saying all these things like it's going to be fast and then he's taking forever doing the most. Yeah. That movie triggers me. That, Zach's like, I don't even story. fucking. Zach's like, I don't even fucking understand what this movie's about. I'm like, it's just about people around Christmas time dealing with their relationships. So there's, there's that scene. Or that like storyline with Alan Rickman that triggers me. And then also I really don't like the Kira Knightley storyline. No. It's so bad. First it's of all. So bad. First of all, fuck that friend. They yeah. can't use any of their wedding footage because you're a, a creepy piece of shit. And then also, after all of that, she like kisses him. Yeah. She's that oh, whole scene. Oh gosh, mm-mm, that whole. Mm-mm. My favorite scene is the Liam Neeson. The Liam Neeson and his son. That's my favorite story. Do you know that he plays a widow in that, and then his wife died several years later? I did know both of those things. I had not really made the connection though. I made the. That connect- was so sad. I honestly thought that this movie came out after her death, but no, he plays like a widow mm-hmm. to a son after his wife tragically passes away, and then his wife passed away and left him with his two he's, boys. Is he this he's a stepdad, right? In that? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Yeah. I don't remember. I want I feel like he was the stepdad. Weird. We'll talk about love actually maybe next year. Yeah, maybe next year. I what do, were you saying during our break? I was saying that I texted Rita when I was watching the movie and I was like, we're watching it's National Lampoon's Christmas vacation that we're doing, right? She's like, yeah. And I started second guessing myself because <laughs> earlier Rita and I were hanging out. I got new tires on my car. And so we like went and got Boba and hung out while that was happening. And we were talking about the movie a little bit before. And she quoted the the line where it's like, why is the carpet wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. And, <laughs> and she was like, that's one of the most quotable lines in the movie. And then I'm watching the movie and through the whole scene where they're going to get the tree, nobody's names are Todd or Margo. And I was <laughs> like, am I watching the wrong movie? <laughs> no. So. But. Why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> Todd. 
Todd Nasal looks like a douche. Yeah. For real. <laughs> <laughs> you just gonna go home and watch it again? Yeah, probably. My dad laughs. Like he never like initiates watching it during Christmas time. Like he'll initiate watching the Santa Claus or Home Alone. But he won't but if I put it on, he'll watch and he'll laugh. Cause it's just so stupid. Everything that could go wrong does. Yeah. Especially like the Christmas lights when he can't figure out the Christmas light situation. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, come out here and see the lights. And then it like turns off again. Yeah. Yeah. I just what I was going to say before we had to to pause was Love Actually is another one of those movies <laughs> where you just like if you're watching it and you're not thinking about it too much, you're like, okay. But if you do think about it, then you do think about like the stuff with the Kira Knightley story and how it's not okay. It's just like the Santa Claus. Don't think about it too much. Just just enjoy it. Well, don't think about this movie too much because his boss straight up got kidnapped. That's true. And you know when but then he was okay with it. But you know Maybe his... he's into it. But you, it... <laughs> what is wrong with you? Are you okay? No. Jeez. No, but you know in today's world, if his boss got kidnapped, he sure isn't writing you a bonus. He's sending no. you to jail. To jail. He's going straight to jail. Yep. Yeah. So. The movie's pretty great. Like we talked about, these episodes aren't going to be very long because they're just right. feel-good films. Yeah. So we don't have much. That, I don't have anything else except I the give scores. this movie an 8 out of 10. Overall? Yeah, that's what I got. We're not going to go through the different We're categories. We're going to go through the categories, but that's what I got. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, are we, did you just make me do all the categories for nothing? We're yes. just giving the movie an I just wanted to score? waste your time. Yeah. Okay, yeah. funny. I gave it a seven. I gave it a nine because I laughed the entire time pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny as hell. I thought, I thought it was funny. It would be, it would have been fun to watch it with you to see what you laughed at. That was, I, I thought about that when you were talking about how you watched it with your brother and that's when you like kind of developed your, I don't want to say obsession with it, but that's when you like fell in love with it. And I feel like a lot of movies your first time watching it is how it kind of gets imprinted on your brain or like your first memorable time watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Like cabin in the woods. <laughs> like that yeah. one's unforgettable. Yeah. Unforgettable. You, what is wrong with you? You're so singy today. <laughs> I'm not a pervert. <laughs> I almost wow. said a freak. <laughs> Jeez. Acting. I gave it a seven. I gave it an eight. Look at you. Yeah, I thought everybody when was I... really good. Yeah, they were. Storyline. I gave it an eight. I gave it an eight. And effects. I also gave it an eight. I gave it an eight. It was, <laughs> what was your score? <laughs> it's like you wanted to beat me to it. <laughs> I gave it an eight too. <laughs> My average uh, without the scary was 7.75. And with the scary, which was obviously a zero, it was 6.2. Oh, I didn't even include the scary. Mine was an eight. Yeah, so this movie overall is great. Yeah. I loved it. We are taking a little break until the new year. Yeah. And uh, then I think, I don't think we're going to be back in January, right? Do we know what our, I meant to talk to you about this before we started recording. Do we know what our first season is going to be yet? We yes, we have seasons. So our first season is going to be Robin Williams films. How oh, long yeah. this season goes, we don't know. Right. But Because we could do funny Robin Williams yeah. movie. We could do serious Robin Williams movies. We could He's, I mean, yeah, an icon. Totally. So that is what you can look forward to in the new year. Otherwise, enjoy your Christmas. 
Happy New Year. Yeah. And we'll see you in the new year. And yeah. we're not going to take that long of a break. We're not going to be gone until like no, May. We'll, be, we'll, but... take a, we'll take a few weeks off. We'll yeah. probably be back either in the middle of January or uh, the beginning of February. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see you guys then. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Welcome, Christmas. Bring your cheer. Where's the milk and cookies? <laughs>